Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to write in the seven game NBA made slant on Thursday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. I'm now making videos for NBA Top Shot as well. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, they're also up on Apple Podcasts. I have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, off at Patreon.com and esports package, which includes Call of Duty and CSGO, as well as well as an NBA package. And finally, I want to thank Prize Specs for sponsoring the show. At the moment, they do not have any uh, NBA contests up, but they will have some um, probably either later tonight or uh, for sure throughout the day tomorrow but the idea is you are taking over under on fancy points so and these will move throughout the day again they have mlb opening day is yeah tomorrow so um they have esports they have everything um so if you guys want to sign up you just go dkdfs dkdfs all one word link down below you'll get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars you put a hundred dollars in you will get a free hundred dollars to play with or two hundred dollars total and yeah with that out of the way let's jump into it so before we talk about players and their prices for the seven-game slate, let's look back at my lineup here from Wednesday. Wednesday was stressful, guys, stressful. So, um, man, I was going back and forth on what I wanted to do, and I actually made a correct pivot for once in my life. And I don't know if it, I got lucky because of an injury. Um, so what I was debating on was back and forth of, do I want to go Houston, Brooklyn, Stack, or do I want to just go more focused on Toronto, Utah, um, and I ended up going with more focus on Toronto, Utah, just because I got to a lineup that I was happy with, with Harden, with Wood, with Kevin Porter Jr. I'm looking at him, okay, this is a good lineup. And then, but like, with about 10 minutes before the game started, I realized, oh, wait, I have no Toronto players in my lineup. I was like, I cannot have that. So I had to rearrange stuff. I kept trying to get, like, one of, like, Wood or Harden in there to get different, and I couldn't. So I just played a pretty chalky lineup. And uh, so we can go over it. <clears throat> um, Van Fleet, Kevin Porter Jr., Joe Ingles, Pascal Siakam, Chris Boucher, Mike Conley, OG Ananubi, and Jordan Clarkson. Um, yeah, so I literally played four Raptors, three Jazz, and Kevin Porter Jr. Now, again, I told you guys I got very lucky uh, pivoting off Harden. If you played Harden tonight, I feel for you. I mean, he was chalk. He was, I don't know what he was in this tournament. I want to say like 30, 40% owned. Whereas, I do want to mention though, Kyrie Irving, 1%. Told you guys that was an interesting pivot, right? Because everyone was looking to Harden, everyone looking to Harden revenge game narrative, and no one looked at Kyrie Irving. So he was a great tournament play if you did play him. Again, one percent own in the in this one. But um, yeah. So Van Fleet was really good. Now did get lucky here for sure, right? What five, four blocks and five steals? Hundred percent got lucky with Van Fleet going for fifty plus with those peripheral stats. Kevin Porter Jr. was all right. I honestly expected a little bit more. Uh, Houston surprisingly. They, they kept in it, and it was more, a little more of a balanced attack, which I really thought we would see big games with Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood. I mean, both were solid, but again, it was a little bit more spread out. The Utah Jazz guys, I was really just um, combining them based as one player. So I was like, all right, I'm playing all three. I don't care you know, what happens. If one guy's a bad game and like the other two have good games, fine. And that's basically what happened, right? Conley had an amazing game. Clarkson had played great, and, and Joe Ingles is a little bit disappointing. But if I added those three scores up and divided them by three, it was like 36. It was like, hey, I'll take all that at you know, mid-5K range for all those guys. So, yeah, one with the Utah stack there. Pascal Siakam was the chalk, 50%, as he should have been, and he was just a letdown in a good matchup. A little bit disappointing there. Chris Boucher, I just, God, really, I expected more Mets. He only played 19 Mets. I was thinking we get mid-20s. If he gets mid-20s, 
definitely goes for over 30, so a little bit tilted there. Uh, OG and Anubi had a really good game. One for 48 fantasy points. So as you know, Siakam struggled, it was OG that really picked it up. Um, and yeah, that's really it for the luck back, guys. So again, I used literally four Raptors, three Jazz, and Kevin Porter Jr. If you play James Harden tonight, I feel for you. That sucks. Injuries are the worst. It's It really does it suck. You can for sure tilt about it. Um, I would be very tilted if I played James Harding. Seems, I mean, he was not on pace for a massive game, but he would have gone for 50-plus easily. He was on pace probably for mid-50s. So, yeah, th- that sucks. And one more thing is um, contest selection. So I just entered this the big tournament because it was like 100K to first. I was like, oh, screw it. Why not? Um, I'm in the top 10%. And I'm only winning one, 1.5x, right? I put this $100 uh, entry. I'm winning 150 So I'm only winning $50 profit uh, just because the payout structure. That's why That's why I prefer those smaller tournaments, smaller single entry tournaments. Much easier to win uh, big money in those as compared to the, the big entries like this. Plus, again, it's it's harder to, to make uh, a lot of money unless you hit like literally the top of like 0.01%. Uh, but that's another, that's a video for another day. So, all right, that's a look back, guys. Let's take a look at the seven-game slate. I think we only have one of one game out right now. It's Golden State-Miami. It's a 220 over under. The Heat are two-and-a-half-point favorites. All right, so starting off with Philly and Cleveland. On the Philadelphia side, still no Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons at the top. I will probably continue to fade. He's been really disappointing. You know, Cleveland is not great defensively, but they they play a little bit slower. I just, I don't really have interest in Ben Simmons. Tobias Harris would be the guy if I was going to spend up for someone uh, on the 76er side, but I don't think either a priority for me. I don't. Dwight Howard. So, uh, ejection, ejection, and then blowout here. We'll see what they do the starting lineup. I think he'll probably come with the bench. Either way, I would think we get probably mid-20s minutes, mid to high-20s minutes in a close game for Dwight. So, an intriguing play in the mid-range, I think, does go overlooked because people will, will box score watch. But I do have some interest there in Dwight. Danny Green, eh, Seth Curry, Shake Milton. Kind of just passes here. And Mike Scott's been playing some of the five as well. I guess you can use him as a punt play, but I don't really feel super confident with that one. Moving on to Cleveland. So no Jared Allen, no Larry Nance, and Kevin Love questionable. I think even if Kevin Love plays, he's not going to play a ton. So I think the guy that stands out is Isaiah Hardenstein. And I, you know, talked him up in the last slate. He was low owned, gotten literally two fouls in the first 30 seconds, but still got there, even with the foul trouble, one for 35 fans points. Yeah, he's just a solid point per minute guy. Assuming he starts to the center again, I don't see how you get away from Hardenstein. So yeah, absolutely love Hardenstein here. As long as he stays out of foul trouble, I think he's the best value uh, at the moment. And then if there's no Kevin Love, Dean Wade will play some of the backup five. He played 31, 34 minutes. Like I think he's an okay play at that price. I think Chetty Osmond didn't even play, I'm pretty sure, the last game. He didn't. He was out of the rotation. They used, like, who did they use? Um, where is he? Lamar Stevens, I think, I think played a little bit of the five. He played 21 minutes. Oof. Cleveland is just, they are terrible. But, um, yeah, really, it's hard to see the main interest there. And then other two guards are viable tournament plays just because they're going to play big minutes. With Sexton, with Garland. Okay, this is not a good team, but hey, these guys should play mid-30s Mets. They're fine GPP plays. Washington, Detroit. So big news, obviously, Brad Beal. If he continues to be out, going right back to Westbrook and not thinking twice about it. Clear play. Um, if you played Russell Westbrook without Brad Beal, you are a bold, bold man. I will not be doing that. So yeah, Westbrook, love him if there's no Beal. And then the value. So uh, assuming Royal Nittau is out too, I think Jerome Robinson looks good at 3-5. He played 36 minutes last game. We talk about Denny. We talk about Denny here. One of 10. And I played him. Let's see if it's on here. 
I played him another time too when he was low owned. I don't think it's on here. He literally shot like O of eight or something. So like combined, I've, I've gotten Denny games like one of twenty, and that is the risk with a guy that really does not doesn't do much besides shoot threes. Yes, he'll get some rebounds, but um, yeah. So Denny Avija, assuming he doesn't shoot ten percent again, I think is a solid value play if obviously Beal and Rulinato are out because Washington they have like no one else to play. So Denny, Jerome Robinson. Robin Lopez had a big game. He played 27 minutes. He should play the backup five. Uh, Detroit is a bigger team, right? They have Plumlee. They have Isaiah Stewart. So I do think Washington will use a combination of Len Lopez for the 48 minutes. Len, probably the better point for a guy, but his minutes uh, usually are way more in fluctuation. Robin Lopez is a guy that, that I would say safe to play like 20 to 25 minutes. So Lopez, probably the safer option than, than Alex Len. You can use Len for tournaments. Uh, Rui, I think, is a good play in the mid-range. Again, this is assuming Brad Beal's out. He'll be the number two on offense. He'll play 35 to 40 minutes. So that's one of my thoughts. Not really interested in Chandler Hutchinson or anyone else on this team. Cassius Winston did play a little bit. He played 11 minutes, but not enough for me to consider him. Um, if Brad Beal's in, then I'm off the value. Then I'm off Rui Hashimura. And then it'll just be the top two guards for me. So really, the Beal news changes everything. Moving on to Detroit. So Jeremy Grant, yes, I know. He had a big game. Be careful here. Be careful. 30 real-life points. Not doing a ton of the peripheral stats. And lately, Jeremy Grant has been very score-independent. So I agree. This is a phenomenal matchup. Another situation, though. People are going to look at that 47 fancy points, and they're going to chase it, even a good matchup. I don't think it's a terrible play. But like I said, if he's not shooting the ball well, we've seen some low four games from Jeremy Grant. So I think he's a good tournament play. Uh, but be careful, right? If he's not hitting his shots, we've seen a pretty low floor from Jeremy Grant recently. Plumley, yeah. Sadiq Bay, no. Josh Jackson, no. Hamadou Diallo off the bench has a back-to-back good games. Uh, 43, 36 fancy points. I'm expecting mid 20s minutes for him. Now, can he get that done in that time? Yeah. Can he get it done in that time? Yes. Do I can expect him to continue to shoot lights out? No. And he's a good offensive player. So I think Diallo is like a fair play. A guy that does have some upside, but another guy that's been running really hot last couple games. Also keep an eye on guys like Dennis Smith Jr., Wayne Ellington, if they're in Magruder, if they're all, if all those guys are out, then we have like Saban Lee, Corey Joseph. Now Saban Lee lost minutes. I think he only played, yeah, 20 minutes, which is not a great sign, but normally he's, he's a guy that's been playing mid-20s minutes in the starting lineup. Then Corey Joseph off the bench. Mentioned him as a value play tonight, 28 minutes, one for 29 fancy points. He's been pretty solid. So I think Kojo's a guy either way that is in play. Uh, Isaiah Stewart off the bench, you know, probably gets around 20 minutes, but I don't know if we have to go there in the slate. And yeah, that's it for Detroit. Let's move out of Charlotte and Brooklyn. This is a game I definitely think you can stack. Uh, on the Charlotte side, Rozier, Hayward at the top, both look pretty solid because of the matchup. Rozier has been really good since Lamella Ball went down. Gordon Hayward been a little bit more up and down, but the upside is there. So... I think both, again, both are pretty solid plays. Maybe Rozier's slightly safer based off recent performance. But, again, I like both because of the matchup. I think Devonta Graham's a pretty safe play in the mid-range. Now, he did only play 29 minutes, which is a little bit worrisome. Wasn't really in foul trouble because the previous game he played 39, but, you know, 34 in regulation. So, depends on the minutes. Right? If he's going to play 35 minutes, I like him a lot better. If he only plays 29, not as much. So, yeah, Graham, I think, is a decent play in the mid-range. If he plays, like, a mid-30s minutes, he looks even better. PJ was like chalk on FanDuel. He got in foul trouble. I'm telling you, anytime it's chalk PJ Washington, you have to fade. You have to fade. You guys remember that earlier in the season when it was, I forget who they were playing, but everyone is out for Charlotte and he's still busted after the previous game went for like 60 plus. 
Um, Bridges, don't think we have to go there. Monk currently questionable. I, Cody Zeller had a big game last game, but that was Bismack or PJ foul trouble. Previous games, 11, 16, 12, 11 minutes. So it's like, eh, I don't know if I feel super confident with that. And then, yeah, Cody Martin got some run with no Malik Monk, but he's not a great point per minute guy. So really my main interest is the top guys, right? Rozier, Hayward, Devontae Graham. Moving on to Brooklyn. So James Harden, again, fortunate he got injured tonight. I don't expect him to play. It's a back-to-back. We'll see. Now, Kyrie Irving has also been sitting back-to-backs recently. So I'm, I kind of hope he plays because if he plays, Kyrie is a clear spend-up uh, on the slate. But if Kyrie Irving misses... Then we got to deal with the headache of the secondary Brooklyn guys, and I really don't want to do that. I really, really don't. So I'm, I'm praying one of Harden or Kyrie play here. Um, obviously, if if Harden's out and Kyrie plays, love Kyrie. If Kyrie's out and Harden surprisingly plays, then I love Harden. Uh, but if uh, if both guys are out, then we got to consider value. Um, so a guy like Bruce Brown at four seven would probably play around thirty minutes, and he would be, I think, my favorite value play for the Nets. The issue with Blake Griffin is, yes, he's been all right, but he's only been playing about 20 minutes. So, yeah, viable. Joe Harris' role doesn't really change. I mean, Jeff Green can have upside, but not, like, super consistent. DeAndre Jordan, the Mets are trending way down. I think Nick Claxton's the other guy, the Valley guy, I some interest in. Um, played 21 minutes tonight. Uh, he's been a, a decent point printed guy, so I think he's intriguing. Aldridge isn't going to play in this one. Shamit questionable. And then, like, probably if if both those guards are out, probably Tyler Johnson would start and would be a viable value play, but he has struggled recently. Chios has actually been the better one off the bench when both those guards have been out. So, yeah, those guys would be in play, too. Again, I really don't want to consider it. If if Harden's out and Kyrie plays, it's probably going to be Kyrie for me, and that's it. Maybe a guy like Bruce Brown, maybe Claxon, uh, but I don't really want to go there. If, if all three of the main guys are out, then, yes, we got to consider the secondary guys for Brooklyn. Golden State, Miami, I'll make this one really quick. I have basically no interest in this game. Golden State, Steph Curry, 9.6K. Yes, viable on any slate, but not a good matchup. Absolutely not in Wiggins. I know he's been good recently. Draymond Green, I could see getting to him, but I just, I don't, again, I don't like the matchup here. On the Miami side, there's not much. Victor Oladipo expected to play with Oladipo playing. Downgrade Jimmy Butler. Downgrade basically everyone else in this lineup. Goran Dragic, yes, he's been starting, but only been playing like mid-20s minutes. There's just, there's nothing here. Yeah, Duncan Robinson had a big, a good scoring game, a good shooting game last game. I'm not chasing that. So I will be avoiding uh, this game probably. Moving on to Orlando and New Orleans. Man, you guys know my feeling on this Magic team. Oh, boy. So besides Michael Carter-Williams, everyone played less than 30 minutes. They really spread out the the run. Uh, Terrence Ross played 26 minutes. I don't know if I'm interested if he's only played that that amount of uh, time. Michael Carter-Williams, again, the only player that played over 30, played 32. A fair play in the mid-range, a uh, guy that can stuff a stat sheet. Chumo Kiki, or did he play 30? He played 28. Um, so really, like, Okiki, Carter-Williams are probably the guys I would I would consider. No thinking of Bacon. His mitts went down with Ross back. Otto, Wendell, Birch. It's just there's too many guys playing right now and not, not like – no one is really playing big minutes, so I'm probably going to avoid these Orlando guys. Again, I think MCW, Chumo, Kiki are the only guys I'm really considering. On the Pelican side, so keep an eye on this, right? This will change the entire slate. Zion Williamson, questionable. Lonzo Ball, questionable. If they are both out, love the Pelicans. NAW, Ingram, Josh Hart, even Bledsoe all become phenomenal plays um, if Zion and Alonzo Ball are out. So, again, we got to monitor this news. If um, if they're both in, 
then it's probably Zion for me at the top. And then I don't know if anything else really stands out. So again, this will, this will definitely change the entire slate. Um, yeah, if Lonzo's out again, NAW will start at the point guard. He'll play mid-30s Mets, so I guess he'll be viable either way. You guys know I'm a big NAW fan. Um, Kira Lewis is playing the backup point guard. He's actually been playing pretty well, the rookie. I would think we get around 20 minutes from him. If you want to get really risky in tournaments, if Lonzo's out, you can take a dart there. But um, yeah, let's see. Where's Jackson Hayes? Um, he's at 3-2. How many minutes has he been getting? He played 18 the last game. He'll probably play uh, the backup five, but... I don't think we have to go there either. So, yeah, just, just keep an eye on Zion and Lonzo, right? They're both out. Then Ingram, NAW, Hart, even Bloodsoe all look really, really good. Moving on to Atlanta and San Antonio. So, no John Collins. Then Clint Capella is a pretty solid play. He gets a massive boost without John Collins. He played 35 minutes the last game. So, I do like Capella a good amount of that price. And Trey Young at 9.4K. Yes, it feels a little bit pricey. But, hey, without John Collins, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty high usage guy out of this offense. So, Capella, Trey Young, I think both look pretty good. Also, Bogdan Madonovich had a massive game. He played 37 minutes after 21 and 23 the previous two. I think that that was partly due to John Collins going down and partly due to him playing really well. So what do I expect minutes-wise for Bogdan? I don't think we get 37 again, but maybe around 30-ish, which, which would make him in play at this price. Um, Gallinari, sure. He probably does play a little more than no John Collins. I think a fair play in the mid-range. Keep an eye on Hunter. If he comes back, then then obviously like downgrade guys like Bogdan, Gallinari, no interest in Herder. Yes, like Tony Snell, Salmon Hill will probably soak up some minutes, but I will never play either of those two guys on DraftKings. All right, moving on to San Antonio. San Antonio is a team I do kind of like on the slate. Mentioned DeMar DeRozan as a sneaky play tonight, uh, even in a blowout, one for 42 fancy points. Um, again, a guy that is is pretty consistent with uh, his ability to self a stat sheet. He's been their best player this year. I think DeMar DeRozan is a pretty good play. DeJounte Murray should also play 30 to 35 minutes. A guy can self a stat sheet up tempo game. So the top two guys, the Spurs, I do like. Don't mind Derek White, uh, but I think I'd rather get to DeRozan or DeJounte Murray. And then Yaka Pertle, another guy that I, he was in my original build, actually, uh, pivoted off him, but he's been really good. 38, 40, 36 fancy points. Uh, a guy that should play around 30 minutes. This Atlanta team is a bigger team. So yeah, I do like Yaka Pertle again in the mid range. And then no interest in Keldon. Like Rudy Gay and Patty Mills depends on the rest of the slate. Like these guys are okay value options. Rudy Gay is a guy that's going to play about 20 Mets and probably get you around 20 fancy points. And then Patty Mills is a guy that would, uh, I think, gets mid-20s Mets and probably get you around, again, 15, 20-ish fancy points. So both those guys are in play for value, if not a lot opens up throughout the day. And I will mention Gorgie Jang went down. So Drew Eubanks played the backup five. I'm thinking we get around 15 to 18 Mets from him. He's min-price. I think he's he's uh, viable because of the price point. Last game, Denver and the Clippers. So if you played Jokic like myself, that was very tilting. He actually had a good game, but they just doubled and tripled him every time. So he had to kick it out to guys like MPJ and Jamal Murray, who had really good shooting games. Now, assuming the Clippers don't like double team him every time, I think Jokic is a good play at the top. I know, again, Jamal Murray, MPJ, they both had good shooting games, but... I don't think every single team is going to double-team Jokic, so I'm probably not going to go to either. No thank you in Aaron Gordon. No thank you in Barton. Really not much else I like on Denver. Finally, the LA Clippers. So we already have news that Paul George is out. Then Kawhi Leonard is a really safe play. He really hasn't flashed like the huge, huge upside with Paul George out, but it's there. It's there. I can see it happening this game. So um, I do like Kawhi good amount. I think he's a safe spend up with some upside. Now keep an eye on Marcus Morris. If Marcus Morris is out, then I like a lot. Even Either way, I think the secondary plays are in play. But if, especially if Marcus, Morris is, if Marcus Morris is out, guys like Reggie Jackson, Mann, Batum. Now Reggie's probably the guy that has the most upside. He played 34 minutes. He did not shoot well, 6 of 18, and still went for 31 fancy points. So 
Reggie's the guy that I think of like the the value guys probably has the most upside here for the Clippers. Um, again, Avicii Zubac at 5'8". Denver's a big team. I think as long as he stays out of foul trouble, he'll probably play mid-30s minutes. The concern is there's a decent chance he does get in foul trouble against Jokic. Um, again, Batum, man, both get both those guys are decent plays uh, if Marcus Morris are, is out. If Marcus Morris is in, then I, eh, they're kind of secondary options. Kennard is a guy that has been starting for ball, George. 32, 33 minutes. Assuming he starts again, I actually think he is a pretty good value. A little bit reliant on the scoring, but he should play over 30 minutes, and for that reason, I think he's in play. And yeah, Pat Patterson ate a little bit of minutes last game, but he's just not a great point for a guy, so I'm probably not going to go there. Um, I don't think Amir Coffey sniffed the rotation too, but that might be getting a little bit too cute going to either of those guys at mid price. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate it if you have a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to go live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow before lock to answer all your guys' questions, so make sure to check it out. And let's aim for 150 likes on this video, guys. If we can get there, would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Uh, but thanks again. Have a great night, and I'll see you guys all tomorrow.